Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. This is our children's series. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. So I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live. Welcome to our podcast series for families, Chats with fabulous children's authors and illustrators. I'm Karen Eastwood and each episode I will chat to authors and illustrators who are connected to this creative city of Newcastle. I love all the books. Probably grab chapter books because I'm really into them. And the reasons I like reading is because it's enjoyable, relaxing and interesting. Today our special guest on Chats is Layla Rudge, illustrator of 10 books including Ted and Gary that she also authored. Her books have also been shortlisted for a number of national awards. Layla's illustrations are a mixture of pencil, paint and paper and her use of collage brings added texture and an element of playfulness. A warm welcome to you Layla and thanks for joining us today on Chats. Oh, thanks for having me. No worries. So I had a great look at your website and I really enjoyed looking at your, well, lots of things, but I actually really enjoyed your Scribbles page um, as well. And it gives a really good insight into some of the things that inspire you. What would you say are the things that inspire you? Oh, goodness, that's tricky. Um, And that's interesting that you say you like that page because that's probably one of my favourite pages too. Um, And that sort of playfulness that I think you get in those scribbles Mm. is one of the things that you try always to pull through into your sort of final work or when I'm doing final artwork. Um, But in terms of um, what inspires me, I probably... Is it all right just to say everything? Because I guess you you almost don't realise when you're being inspired or, or... I guess if you're open to things, um, then things come at you when you really weren't expecting them. So it might be that I'm out for a walk and a guy's running along with his dog or um, I'm listening to the radio and it's a conversation that someone's having or a particular word that they say. So I guess so many things like that. And actually one of the starts of Gary, um, which is a book about... Um, a pigeon was I was sat in my studio and about two doors down the road from me there's a guy who keeps pigeons mm-hmm. and every day this huge flock of pigeons would fly past my window and often they'd kind of land in bits of the garden or the fence and they made so much noise and it was one of the things and I just drew this tiny little sketch of a pigeon um, and wrote I think I wrote Greg he was called Greg at the time um, <laughs> has been on an adventure where has been Mexico and Papua New Guinea or something and um, and it was just that tiny little scribble and then I started won- wondering where this pigeon was going or what he was doing um, so I guess for me that's where a lot of the story starts from is those tiny scribbles or those tiny little ideas of something that happened mm. yeah so I Great. guess probably anywhere really <laughs> yep. anywhere and everywhere yeah whatever grabs you yeah some of the books you've illustrated and some are entirely your own creation, such as Gary and Ted. What's your creative process when illustrating a book? Um, I guess, I mean, for me, the, the writing side of it always is the tricky bit. Mm. So I learned to illustrate. So I went to university and studied illustration. And that's always what I wanted to do. And then the writing part sort of came afterwards. Mm. Um, and I guess because I'd been, you know, I was so engrossed in the world of picture books for such a long time, it did 
come quite easily because I knew what stories I loved and I knew what stories I wanted to tell and how mm. I wanted to tell them. But I guess for me, after the, the, the writing part's done, which sometimes takes far longer than it should, um, it sort of feels like a bit of a, a relief to get to the illustrating part. Because for me, as I said, that sort of flows a lot easier. Um, but it always starts with storyboards, um, which is like tiny little thumbnail sketches to get an idea of the story and and the pacing and things. And then characters, for me, that's always the biggest step. And sort of often the sort of pause point that I get to where I have to find that character before I can move on to the final, the, the roughs or, or sort of working on the bigger sketches stuff. Because, yeah, for me, the character is, it just rides so much on that character. And unless you've really nailed it yeah. in that sort of initial part, it's actually really hard to get those roughs working and um, to feel like they're sort of telling the story that you want to tell. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I guess I often spend a lot of time on that character development um, and then, yeah, and then move into roughs and then finally sort of get onto final art, which feels a little bit like a paint by numbers by that point, because all the hard work's been done and you know what you're drawing and what's happening. Um, and all you've got to do is, is sit there and paint and it's very relaxing and nice and you just get to play with coloured pencils and things. Fantastic. <laughs> but if you're working with an author, I mean, you, from what I understand, a lot of um, illustrators don't actually dire directly work with the author. They work via the publisher. Yeah, that's pretty true. I mean, I the last couple of books that I've done with Meg, um, I have built up a relationship with her now, so I know her. But the first first book that I did with her, which was No Bears, I didn't speak to her once during the whole process. And I get why publishers do that. And I think it's it's essentially because if you've got someone who's got a really strong character, uh, say the author has got a really, really strong personality and the illustrator is a very shy, sort of reserved person, it can really impact how that story is told. Mm. And I think picture books, they have to be 50-50. And I think anyone who's authored a book knows that you know, you get so much more from an illustrator if you just let them tell their story as well. And it, it always feels like that to me. It feels like there's two sides being told. And I think if you had someone telling you, you know, often with, with publishers, they actually take out illustration notes when, when they're handing it over to the illustrator. Just because you, you can get so much more when you're using two people's minds rather than just one. Mm -hmm. And that's really, I guess, where the good bits of picture books and the magic of, of a really, really good picture book happens. Yeah, yeah. When you get those two influences and two inputs coming in together to make, hopefully, an even better book. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, it's obviously been a good partnership because you and Meg have done quite a few books together now. Yeah, I love her writing. I can't... And I think I'd sort of said to my publisher... Um, just before we did our last book, which was um, Let Me Sleep Sheep. And I said, I'm just going to work on my own because I've had two small children and I, it takes me a lot longer now to get any kind of work done. So I said, I'm going to just work on my own stories. And then they said, OK, but just have a look at this one of Meg's. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I just can't resist her writing. There's mm. just something about it. She's just got this dry sense of humor that mm. just I don't know it just it just I can't I can't leave them alone so I've told her stop stop it stop stop sending me stories because I can't resist um so yeah but she's just got a great writing style I mm. think mm. yeah fabulous that's all read along together guys thank you for tuning into chats with fabulous authors and illustrators use your library membership to access our online children's stories at Storybox, RB Digital and Borrowbox. You might like to visit one of our branches or book the kids in for a program. You'll find lots of information at the Newcastle Library's website, newcastle.nsw.gov.au 
forward slash library. So what advice would you give to any budding illustrators who are listening in today? So I guess I could probably tell you a little bit about, um, obviously I, I studied illustration at university, which was a good sort of starting point. But I think with any kind of industry like this, there's definitely an ounce of luck that happens. Mm-hmm. And although I did put myself in a good position, like I spent a lot of time um, when we first moved out to Australia um, in 2007, I would just go to the library and sit in there and read book after book after book. And not just reading the stories, but looking at who the publishers were and what kind of books they were, they were publishing and and I used to make spreadsheets of of the types of books they were and who published them and then I'd go further and research online and find out who the editors were and like mm. it, it really in-depth research just to really get a good grounding of what was going on and what was happening and who was publishing what mm-hmm. um so when it came time and I I put together a sheet of illustrations and on this sheet of illustrations just randomly one of the six illustrations that I put there just on an A4 sheet was of a, a little duck and I sent it out to the I think it was only two two or three publishers that I thought would sit well with my work. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that um, one of the editors who was working at Walker Books at the time, she was working on a book about a duck. And um, so when this illustration sheet landed on her desk and she said, oh, she's, I like this illustration stuff. And look, she can draw ducks. Perfect. I need a duck illustrator. Let's give her a call. And it was just one of those things. And she's, she's told me this story now. And, and she said it's... It's really hard because for her, she gets, there are so many people doing such amazing illustration work mm-hmm. and there almost has to be just an element of that luck. And I guess you do have to keep putting yourself out there to put yourself in a position where sort of luck can find you. Mm. But I have no doubt that if, you know, she'd seen my illustration sheet and I hadn't drawn a duck, she might have just gone, wow, that's a great illustration. I'll put it in my file um, and hopefully something will come up. And then they just get so much stuff all the time that it's, yeah, it must. It's just so hard. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think definitely putting yourself out there as much as you can in the right places. So mm-hmm. finding out where you need to be and yeah, and who you need to be showing. Um, but yeah, and then just being persistent, I guess, mm. a little bit. But I was pretty lucky. Mm. But you did do all that research as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, and mm. that's yeah. I guess that's that's it. It's just doing lots of research and then making sure you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be valuable information for some little person out there. <laughs> to find um, nice books to read. Welcome to Chats with fabulous children's authors and illustrators. What stories, authors or books did you love as a child? Reach out at library at ncc.nsw.gov. So can you tell us a little bit about your most recent project? Most recent is a tricky one because um, with publishing, everything takes such a long time. So you finish a book almost, you know, I think, oh, well, I can tell you actually, let me see sheep. Mm. Um, I finished that a week before my littlest girl was born and she is two now. Oh, wow. So... (laughs) So it does, it just takes a long time for things to come out. Yeah. So um, just for our listeners, um, Let Me Sleep Sheep was published last year. Yes. Like released 2019. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, so it, it feels like everything sort of takes a lot longer. But so I guess my current project after that one, mm-hmm. and things do move a lot slower now that I'm looking after two tiny people. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a book, um, my own story, which is really nice. And it's um, about, well, it's called Winston and the Indoor Cat. And it's about two cats 
cats. So I'm having a break from dogs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, um, yeah, and it's it's a great story. It took me a long time. I did it. I, I promised myself I was going to take maternity leave, and then I ended up writing a book, which was, sort of felt like maternity leave because I didn't have to sit at my desk and um and get covered in pencil shavings. But um, yeah, it was a nice thing to do. It was a nice thing to dip in and out of. Yeah. Um, while I was sort of doing mummy stuff as well so it was it was nice it was a nice project to work and when on. the ideas flow and it's a fun creative process it doesn't feel like work anyway it doesn't feel like work that's very true <laughs> I know it's hard and I, I said to myself I'm, like, I'm not gonna pick up a pencil for a year which was in hindsight ridiculous because <laughs> that's never gonna happen no so, then you wouldn't have all those beautiful scribbles <laughs> exactly so yeah it's been really good and I'm how about halfway through final art so it should be out early next year i think fabulous publication date for that one and do you have cats is it based on a cat at home i don't have cats i don't have a cat and i don't have a dog i think that's why i perhaps just can't leave them alone (laughs) maybe i need to get myself a cat no maybe it's a safe way to have a cat (laughs) that's true it's probably a much more responsible owner way to have a have a pet just to keep drawing them Mm. yeah Yeah, then you can do elephants and pythons and all sorts of things yeah (laughs) Yeah, I had a rhino. That was good. That was a good book. Yes, that's true. Yes. But yeah, it's probably a good, um, it's a good thing to, because that was one of the interesting things about having a cat. And I do watch to get that first character bit that we were talking about. I do lots and lots of drawings. I fell down the, I was going to say rabbit hole of um, (laughs) watching cat videos on the internet so that I can see cats running and walking and how they move and things like that. Mm. Um, And it is really nice drawing from real life. But sometimes, like with the Rhino book that I did, you just have to use images and the internet to, because um, unfortunately, although I think I did I did go down to Taronga and see one of the Rhinos down there. Just, oh, okay. But he was f- really far away and he wasn't interested in being drawn. No, so. and they're not inclined <laughs> to perform or be video no. jumping from cucumbers and things. Yeah, dancing. They don't do much no. dancing. Oh, I had a dancing bit in the book. <laughs> Yeah, definitely use your imagination for that one. <laughs> Unless they do it at two. midnight, yeah. <laughs> Access these stories and more from Newcastle Library's website or app. What was your favourite book as a child and why? Oh, this is a tricky one. I did have, I would say that my mum, she was probably the first thing that really got me into picture books. She loves picture books mm-hmm. almost as much. She still sends me picture books now and I'm, and she pretends it's for my children, but I'm pretty sure it's for me really because <laughs> um, she loves buying them. So I think... Probably showing my English roots, but lots of like Shirley Hughes and Roald Dahl and all of those mm. were such a big part of, of of what I read when I was growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's funny now because I, I think lots of people forget books that, you know, probably had quite a big impact on them growing up. And yeah, and that's what my mum's quite good. She sends me books now that I'd completely forgotten. And then as soon as I see the cover of them, sparks all of this memory of, of just reading it and loving it. So, um... But yeah, probably lots of lots of Roald Dahl. I loved Roald Dahl books. Mm, he was mm. my absolute favourite. Mm. And when you were a child reading these books, were you drawn? I know Roald Dahl is largely chapter books, but were you? Well, well you've got Quentin Blake's images as mm. well. But were you drawn to the images in particular, or were you just carried along by the images that you created in your mind from the story? I think I think with any child, I mean, particularly before you can read you know your the images are that gateway in like mm, that's mm. what you read you read the images while the adults reading you the story yeah um so i guess almost without realizing it i think illustrations always are the start so they always start and then the story part where you start adding so much more from from the words as well 
Um, so I guess probably a mix of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure everybody does that. I'm sure that's yeah. not just an illustration thing, but, yeah. but you know, images have that, that power to sort of take you anywhere and make you feel like anything is possible, mm. which is quite nice. Well, they're a big part of pre-literacy as well, aren't they? In terms Definitely, of yeah. interpreting what's going on in the story and mm. yeah. Yeah. Is there any subject that you would really love to be invited to draw for a children's book? I was thinking about this the other day, actually. Um, and I've, I've never illustrated any non-fiction. And I'd love to do, just to try it, because I've, I feel like when you're illustrating, you know, stories about anything, you can, you can go off on kind of tangents and play with things a little mm. bit more. Whereas when you've got a factual story that you need to stay true to, mm. it's probably a whole different... Um, not limitation, but a boundary that might mm. be quite a nice thing to explore, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I've always thought that. Although, saying that, the other thing that I love to do, I did um, a book um, with Libby Gleason, Mum Goes to Work. Mm-hmm. And that was really lovely because it had lots and lots of different stories and lots of characters that were all sort of intertwined and, and I loved linking them all in together. Yeah. So I guess maybe I could do a non-fiction with lots of characters or stories or people I don't know I'll have to I'll have to write it I think <laughs> put it on the to-do list yeah maybe when the kids are older that's it I've got a bit more time <laughs> such a long to-do list it's ridiculous <laughs> what do you think is special about Newcastle for writers and illustrators oh I, I can't even I'm not even sure what it is about Newcastle we actually me and my partner came out here um he's a surfer and he wanted to surf the east coast and I was like oh all right come on then and then we'll go back to London and then we got here and we started travelling and Newcastle was one of the first spots we stopped at. And I don't know what it was about Newcastle. And at the time, there was... In fact, I've got a sketch in my in my sketchbook um, that I did when we were travelling of the surf house. And it was this sort of shack of a building with broken windows. And there, But there was just something about it that just felt... It was like a buzz or an energy or something... Mm. And, um, and we both really liked it. And we carried on traveling up the coast um, and then came back and we decided to stop in Newcastle. And we only had a month left and we thought we'll spend our last month in Newcastle because that was one of our favorite spots. Mm. Um, and then he ended up getting a job and we sort of, we thought, oh, okay. And, and that was it. And we got stuck. But it was something, I don't, I can't even explain it. And I think it must be the sort of energy of somewhere where it feels like, anything could happen Mm. I mean there's yeah there seems to be such a boost of creativity at the moment anyway in Mm. Newcastle that it's yeah I think it's almost infectious isn't it you can't you can't get away from it it's lovely yeah Yeah. no I think you've captured that well okay now for the quick fire five your time starts now oh my goodness no it doesn't so (laughs) probably answer in a sentence rather than a word just to give us a bit of an idea okay dogs or sheep oh dogs or sheep Oh, I'm going to have to say dogs. I lo- I always come back to dogs. And I'm sorry, Walter and Felix. But yeah, they're just so much fun to draw. And there's so many variations. I think one of the things I often talk about in schools is when when I'm sort of getting children to draw dogs. And it's like, don't worry, you, you really can't go wrong with this. Because there are so many different types of dogs in the world that whatever you draw, there will be a dog somewhere that looks like that dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to go with dogs. You never went down to the Islington dog park, did you? When you were doing any illustrations? I went to so many dog parks. Because uh, <laughs> there are so many weird yeah. and wonderful creatures Dixon there. Park's a good one too, because yeah. they will go a bit crazy on that, that bit. Yeah, the sea air. <laughs> okay, autumn or spring? I'm going to go with autumn, mostly because the water's still warm and 
you can go to the beach and you don't have to worry about sun cream as much or, yeah as much <laughs> or, or getting home by 11 o'clock because it's just too hot so yeah autumn's just there's something lovely about autumn and mm. the sky's still sunny and bright and it's just oh, i love it i know it feels kind of rebellious to be able to say it's july and oh well maybe not july but it's june and i've had a swim <laughs> i know i know it's lovely it's it's a good time of year definitely favorite ice cream flavor I'm going to go with coffee or like any of the sort of, sometimes they call it latte or coffee or even tiramisu actually. Mm. Any excuse to have a little bit more coffee <laughs> in the day. But to be honest, mostly what I get is is the leftovers or the, the cleaning of the ice cream around the edge of whatever my small people have. So I probably don't even usually choose my own ice cream anymore. That's the, <laughs> the sadness of motherhood. You just have to have the leftovers. Yes. Okay. Cauliflower or broccoli? Broccoli. Broccoli because I've always been a bit confused by cauliflower. It feels <laughs> like you, you, green feels good. It feels like you're eating something wholesome. And then cauliflower, it's like you know it's a vegetable, but it's it just looks it looks a bit anemic or something. I don't know. It doesn't look like it's got as much goodness. So mm. I'm going to go broccoli. Although I did notice you had a sketch of roasted cauliflower. Oh, that's good. It that's scribbles. true. Mm. Yeah. Did that taste good? I'm imagining that was from a recipe, yeah, a successful it was. one. Yeah, roasted cauliflower actually. <laughs> I I just I was just thinking about boil and that's Oh yeah. Well, that's just put most of us off for life. Really. <laughs> that's, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah, maybe if 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 we're talking roasted, let's go cauliflower. But otherwise, it's a good old green yeah, broccoli. Yeah. Best beach. Best beach. My my children call this Bombala Beach um, because you park at Bombala Road and and walk down to Dudley <laughs> and I and we go there at least once a week and it's my favourite because you get a, like a mini bush walk that my two who are both still very small can do there and back. Mm. So you get that and then you get rewarded when you come out of the woods into this just beautiful beach and it's just it's just lovely and it's mm. quiet and there's little rock pools and yeah it's, I think it's just got everything you could want and my my boy likes to race things like put leaves in streams and things and there's mm. a perfect stream that flows all the way out yeah. and it keeps them entertained for hours so so yeah I'm going to go Bombala Beach sounds good to me <laughs> That's it for our chats today. Thanks so much, Layla, for coming in to visit. My pleasure. Thanks again for having me. No worries. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Chats with fabulous children's authors and illustrators. Rate and review us wherever you listen to keep our story going. This has been a Newcastle Library's Real Production production.